So I'm basically just going to be going into college with a bunch of juniors. Yeah, because we're all going to have the social capacity of a high school junior, of a 16-year-old. And I don't... Like, the social mental capacity. And it's... And I've realized it because, like, I... When I go to the store, I struggle to raise my voice and ask for my food. Or, like, I'm, like, stuttering way more often than I used to. Like, it's... My social cues have... Como se dice? Just got worse. And one thing I also, like, worried about was, like, am I missing out on certain things? Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Zone of Proximal Development with me, your host, Marjorie. We started this project to amplify teachers' voices and experiences as we reflect on a year of remote learning through the COVID-19 crisis. Before I begin, I would like to apologize for being MIA last week. I love being here with you guys on the airwaves, but my first, second, and third responsibility as a teacher is to my students. And it is graduation season, as you all know, and the preparations and ceremonies, we had two separate ones in order to adhere to the social distancing protocols, made it very difficult to dedicate attention to this project. I really appreciate your understanding. So that being said, let's get going. Throughout this journey, I've had the privilege of exchanging ideas with a wide range of people in my life that I respect. It's been such a privilege to listen to people's experiences in other schools and other roles. Comparing notes on the ways our schools have handled the crisis has been indeed an education. Finding all the ways in which our humanity overlaps has been a meditation. For the past two episodes, I decided it was time to get an important and way overdue perspective, the student. I had great conversations with my 12-year-old nephew who started middle school remotely and with my eight-year-old twin nephews who finished out their first and second grades from behind a screen. Their perspectives were invaluable. This week, I decided to continue to try to understand the student perspective by speaking to an older student at a very important moment in his life as he transitions from high school to college. I can't imagine how I would have performed or coped if I had to complete half of my junior and my entire senior year of high school remotely. Thankfully, Justin really opened my eyes about this group of students. As adults, we sometimes think that we are preparing our older kids for, quote, the real world by standing back and resisting the urge to support them more. As I think back to the ways we talked about education during the pandemic, we focus on the impact of childcare and the quote, learning loss and the impact of socialization of younger students. I didn't hear much about the impact of remote learning on our older students beyond whether college students should be paying for tuition for online classes. I feel like we left our high schoolers behind. I am always impressed by Justin's depth, but I was absolutely blown away by his insight and his optimism. At a time when I'm really worried that as a society we haven't grasped the need to deal with this trauma and are trying to sweep it all under the rug, Justin made me realize that we can honor our need for healing while also pushing forward with hope. 
He has definitely given me a lot to think about as I move forward. If I'm coming in, how you better get out the kitchen? Yeah, I could make a hit on whatever you pitching. Maybe let me fill up whatever you missing. Or you like it up at the top, it's a better view in it. I'm not surprised at all, no way. Hey, what you need? Come on, just pay the fee. I supply it all. Went up the mountain and it wasn't hard to climb at all. At the top, I found some relief. You see, so please don't mess up the moon. Yeah. I went too hard for it. No, I need to beat it. Oh, you mess up the moon. All right, all right. Ooh, I went too hard for it. And yeah, so please don't mess up the moon. Hey, so we're on. Thank you so much for doing this. I appreciate it. I know that uh, it is uh, a a special mo- a special time right now. Yeah. <clears throat> well, thank you for having me. And yeah, it's like I don't know what you mean by special time. Sorry. Well, you're a senior, right? Did you graduate already, or um? Or is it still coming up? Uh, technically, yeah, I graduated, but there's still like two more weeks of school. So you had the ceremony, but there's still there's still school happening. No, we didn't have the ceremony because of Corona. We never like really got the chance to even practice it, so we didn't have a graduation. Oh, that's a that's a bummer. So. So they just gave you the diploma, like not even a, a virtual? Yeah. They just got in the mail. Do you do you feel some type of way about that? I mean, a little bit, but at the same time, it's just, it is what it is. All right. I mean, there, there's going to be a more important one before you know it. It goes by real fast. So um, we're just talking about graduation or lack thereof. Um, I think they should have done better by you guys and and done their graduation. But, you know, it is what it is. The point is that you you did what you had to do. You're moving on to the next to the next phase. Yeah, I'm I'm going to be studying psychology and I'm going to be dorming. Yeah, but we didn't really have a graduation, but it didn't affect me as much. Like, this whole year has felt like wishy-washy. Like, I don't really know how to... Very bland, in a sense, I guess. Like, there was nothing... I don't know how to explain it. I, I guess it was hard for me to just do normal things. Yeah, that that makes sense. Did you um, did you always want to go into psychology, or did this year sort of push you towards that? I've like always liked psychology, but this year, I guess. Because I was going, I've always been, like, on myself about, like, what do I want to do? Like, 
what like you graduate high school and then what and sometimes i feel i find myself focusing too much on the and then what and not the first part did do you think that um do you think that going through something like covid at such a important age um made that feeling sort of stronger like did it focus you more did it make you really look at things more deeply or is that just the kind of dude that you are anyway i mean that was just the kind of person i was anyways but during corona i had to like for i was forced to spend time with myself so usually i like distract myself doing something and usually that something was basketball because i don't like to be by myself because my mind runs wild and i can't really turn it off and then during corona i was forced to like i was forced to sit by myself day in day out and try to figure it out it's like you had to you had to confront it right i i feel you on that because i'm the kind of person that i I'm an I have an avoidant personality, so I'm like always I, I never want to be in my thoughts. <laughs> so I'm definitely a distraction kind of person. Um, so I I definitely can relate to that, and it definitely felt like during COVID there was only so much that you could avoid, you know. Yeah, it was like everything was flipped on its head in a sense. Everything you used as like a safety net that ripped away um well i think it's super dope that you're um that you're gonna board i think i always i I don't teach high school i teach middle school but i always tell my students like you have to go and and have that experience i think it's it's a good way to sort of have a safety net like you were mentioning but also get a taste of being independent right like like, yeah, like I'm on my own, but, you know, I have I have three square meals a day and a place to live. <laughs> like, you know, it's like a way to to gradually step into that. That's also like one of the reasons why I want to do it. I don't I want to, like, put myself in an environment where I'm not going to be comfortable. Because I know that growth doesn't come in comfort comfort. That's absolutely true. That is absolutely true, right? Like you got to push your own boundaries a little bit and uh, and see what's out there. <clears throat> and it's the fact that sometimes I like get lost in it as well. Like I'll, I have an addictive personality and it's not with like drugs or anything, but it's like, it'll be with something. So for example, bef- before Corona, it was sports, like basketball. Like, I would always be thinking about a new move, like a defensive set. I would always be watching something. Like, it became, like, addictive. And then when I couldn't play it over, over Corona, I began writing. And that just became a thing. Like, I'll pull out a, just a piece of paper and start writing now. And it's... For me, for myself, I find it that when things become too overwhelming, I use my quote-unquote addiction to take a breath, to back up. It's like a a coping mechanism. 
Yeah, I was I was into writing when I was younger. Um, now I find that my the way that I like zone out is I'll just binge watch something. Like that's such a COVID thing now, right? Like if I just need to numb myself out, I'll just watch like three seasons <laughs> of a show. <laughs> Not very productive. Um, so do you, it's, I think it's 15 months, if I count correctly, um, that we, that we were like in full COVID mode and we finally found out in March. Um, do you remember what, what you were doing like before the world stopped? Like what was going on? Yeah. I mean, I was, I was on my basketball team. I was, my grades were actually really good. Like things started to flow finally. So you were like in yeah. a, in a good groove. Um, were you scared? Did you like, what was your reaction? I was, um, I was kind of out of it. I wasn't really paying a lot of attention for a while. And then I just noticed people like kids coming to school with gloves and masks and stuff. I wasn't, I wasn't like fully paying attention. Like, did you think that we would be out this long? Did you think that it would turn out this way? I didn't think it would. I didn't think it was going to turn out this way, if I was honest. I thought it was just going to go away in a sense, but didn't. I I guess the next question coming up is, were you prepared for it? That's a good one, yeah. Were, were you were, were you asking me or you, uh, you want to answer? I guess answer I'll answer it? it first and then you go. Uh, no. Sure. Not in the slightest. It was probably like me fighting myself most of the time. How do you mean? Like, I mean, it was it was nearly impossible to force myself to like take care of myself, like to just leave my room mm. to eat food. Like it, it like it was. I had to push myself to do like normal things. Like I had to like, it would, I would be, I would wake up at like a normal, like six o'clock, seven o'clock. And then just like not join my classes for no reason. Like it just like wouldn't, like nothing would work for me in a sense. So like what a lot of people went through, like the fatigue of, of like COVID you would you say that that hit you fast? I would say the mental fatigue. Because I mean, mm-hmm. my family started fighting as well, and when that happened, my whole like brain just mm-hmm. shut off, like it just shut down. And that was that was pretty early on. No, that was like around like December. Oh, okay, okay. So yeah, like people started getting yeah. like antsy. So I guess I'll answer now. Was I prepared for it? Ooh, that's a tough question. Um, I guess in some ways I have always been prepared for it just because I'm an introvert. I'm a homebody naturally. Uh, 
um, was I prepared for all the stress? Nope. <laughs> Not at all. Like it was just, I, I already worked hard. Um, and I already am in a field that's, that's really tough. And you know, cause you have, you know, your mom's a teacher, you know, it's a, it's, it's heavy duty work all the time, but it was like on steroids. I didn't think that teachers could work any harder until COVID hit. I, I was like students and teachers had a conversation because there was always a clash. Like there was never, there was never a chance for students to speak. Like teachers would ask for feedback in like settings where they were like other students or something or just, or just the student never felt comfortable to speak their mind. And I feel like that happened with the teachers almost as well. Like it was just like a, everyone got jammed, jammed and then they just shut down. So if, uh, if you could have had an authentic conversation with your teachers, um, what would you have said? I would have honestly told them how like terrible things were going. And just how, like, no matter how hard I try to sit in front of a laptop, it'll take 20 minutes before I, like, have to get up and do something else. Well, it was just, like, it was hard because I I wasn't a homework kid. My grades were always, like, 85s, 80s, because I never did homework unless I had the chance to either do it in school or I did it fast enough, like, before the class or, like, on the ride there. Like, once I got home, I was home. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't. Like you needed that. You needed that separation. And now yeah. everything was at home. Yeah. Then everything was at home. And no matter how hard I tried, it was like I couldn't sit down for eight hours and do work like like it wasn't going to happen. And I would do bits and pieces here and there. I would try to work around it, but it never really like. How do I say this? It the problem never went away, like it never worked itself out. And you you felt that way from Jump Street, like yeah, because because you mentioned yeah. that you just you're not a homework guy. It, it was it, it was like hard. It was really hard. So um. There was a lot of debate, I can tell you, on the teacher side, right? Like, at least uh, in my school, like, okay, so how do we structure this? Because we have classwork, because we were, we were teaching live, right? So you had to log in, and we had a live class. And then it's like, well, do we give homework? Because isn't it all homework? <laughs> you know, like, so those were kinds of conversations that we were having at my school, but I know that at other schools that wasn't happening. It was like, you know, it was so scattered where one school was doing one thing, another school was doing another thing. Do you think, do you think it would have been beneficial for, for schools to get on the same page? I feel like it would have been beneficial for schools to get on the same page with their mm. parents of that school because everybody has their own personal opinion on how they would have done things and everyone had to adapt so quick 
Like no one got the chance. And even now, once we're adapt, once we've finally quote unquote adapted, there's still problems with it. Like there's still, how do I call it? like cracks in the wall? Mm. So, so you think it would have been yeah. beneficial for the schools to like take a pause and bring everybody together, parents, students, teachers. And come up with a plan together as opposed to being like, this is what we decided, student, this is what you're going to do. Yeah. Because the thing about high school is when the child starts to realize that they're a human being. Like, the, the child realizes that, like, okay, I like doing things. I can think for myself. I can fend for myself. I want to do things by myself like you want to advocate for yourself right like you feel like your voice should be heard yes and then i feel like that's what like those different experiences can build leaders in themselves just like getting the opportunity to say what's on your mind so do you think that you would have done better if you had been given like different options of how to approach your education. Like if you were given more autonomy instead of being told, this is how we're going to do it. Yeah. Cause if I'm honest, the way I did well in my classes was I participated. Like I would carry the class mm-hmm. when it transferred over to Corona, nothing really changed. Cause I could just participate and mm-hmm. talk. But that, again, was the homework that was the problem because then everything became homework. That's what was graded so heavily. So do you think I I like this idea, you know, that you're saying, particularly for high school kids, because I know it's different for I've had a middle schooler talk to me. I had elementary school talks, elementary students talk to me Um, and they obviously need a lot of guidance. Right. They're young. But I think when we when we I think you bring up a great point that when we're talking about like juniors and seniors, right, like maybe a better approach would have been like, listen, guys, this is what needs to get done. Give you make up a plan how you're going to get it done and we'll like approve it or something. You know what I mean? Like let you kind of design your own approach. I'm sorry, but I'm like gonna play devil's advocate. <laughs> I love it. Go ahead. There's always gonna be that like one kid that ruins your family. <laughs> and that's the problem. And that's the problem with like giving teenagers, I guess, freedom in a sense. That there's always someone that's just gonna take advantage. Mm-hmm. But can you really take advantage if everybody's designing their own plan? Yeah, in a sense. Because then there was just going to be one, like, a, a group of kids who just either didn't make a plan or just, like, didn't care. Well, wouldn't, didn't we have those kids anyway? Fair. Because <laughs> um, I, I can relate to you because, to be honest, like, I was over high school by junior year. Like I felt like 
Like I could have been good with three years of high school and I could have moved on. And it's in the same vein that I was like, I was good with three years of college. Like I just felt like that fourth year was useless for me. Um, And I think, I don't know that I think about it. You know, you talk about your experience. I'm like, I was always a a pretty dedicated student, Um, but I fell off and this was no COVID time. I fell off my junior year. I was like, ah, I'm kind of over it. And I can only imagine how, how far, like how far I would have fallen off if it had been during COVID, like remote, like that doesn't work for me because I tried it as an adult, like an online um, program and it didn't work for me at all. I need that, like, um, I need that human interaction. Like you, I thrived in class discussions and things like that. So. Because I'm like, I'm, I'm very good at debating and rebuttaling and standing on my point, but I'm also very good at acknowledging when I'm wrong and continuing on the point when I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. And I also enjoy being corrected in a sense because then I'm like, I learned something. If I'm completely wrong about a topic and someone corrects me, then I'm like, oh, okay. Then I the next time that I have a conversation like that, I don't look like an idiot. So you're you have an open mind. Yeah, like I prefer to have a discussion about something that's iffy than let it go. Right, and in a, in a lot of ways, you know, I feel like that's better learning, right? Like I'm, I'm big on the Socratic method. Like, let's talk it out. Let's toss around some questions and let's see what all of our ideas are. And that must've been pretty tough on a Zoom. It, the hardest part was, it's like even getting people to talk. Mm. I go to a CTE school and we do graphic design and we're known as like, the fun class in the school. Like, there's always something going on in our class. Like, we have 3D printers. We can print our own clothing. We do it for the school. We do. We did the school's printing for papers and et cetera. But when corona happened, all of, all of that shut down. Our class got flipped on its head. No one wanted to... No one got the motivation to do anything. No one could do anything. Everything was... And I'm not the most, how do I say this? I mean, it was just hard in a sense because I, I was, I was like depressed. And then what happened. Then pushing myself to just do schoolwork was next to impossible. And then when I talked to other classmates, they were going through the same thing. And then when I talked to the teachers, they were just like, oh, these students just don't care. So a couple of things here. So I guess you you're in a very hands on program, right, at your high school or were, um, and and not being able to do that really impacted like your class dynamic. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, it did heavily. And and the other side, the teachers, I guess, weren't keeping keeping that into consideration that you know, this wasn't working and they just judged you. Is that how you felt? Yeah, in a sense. But I also felt like the students never gave the teachers a chance either. I felt like some some of the students failed to realize that the teacher is also a human being 
who is going through things. So I think that goes back to what you were saying before that we should have just talked more to one another, right? And seen each other as going through this together, right? Like, hey, you're a teacher and I'm 17, but we're going through this pandemic together. We're, we're both human beings going through a pandemic. I feel like just, yeah, or just having that, just having a, a mutual understanding could have helped everything go smoother, I believe. I I totally agree. I definitely, um, you have me thinking here, like, I hope, I hope I didn't make my students feel that way. <laughs> you know, I definitely felt in some ways misunderstood, but I, I never, I guess I never felt like my students were misunderstanding me. I guess I felt it more from like the administrators and like some parents, you know, I never, um, I never got that vibe from my students, but again, my students are much younger, you know, they're, they're still, I taught eighth grade, so they think they're grown, but you know, they're little. <laughs> eighth, eighth grade <laughs> was such a weird year. <laughs> Yeah, eighth graders think they're grown, but but they they want that attention, you know. They want that that uh, that support. And now, what I'm hearing from you is like maybe we shouldn't say that that's just eighth graders. That all of you guys needed that, right? We shouldn't say, oh, high schoolers, they're big, they can handle it. I feel like the weird transition from I guess middle school and junior high school to high school is that. There's no transition. It's just, all right, we baby you, we help you. And then high school is like, all right, you're starting to become your own person. And then Corona happened, and then it just flipped everything on its head. Like, it just forced people to be on their own. It was basically um, everybody for themselves, like in every aspect. That's that that's so interesting because, um, you know, I tend to um, I teach eighth grade. I love teaching eighth grade. And I always feel like my job as an eighth grade teacher, besides all the teaching stuff, is to get my my students prepared for high school where they're not going to have as much support. Right. Because of the things we're talking about, like, yeah, they're coming into their own. And I think as adults, we feel like, oh, we got to get them ready for the world. Right. We have to they have to be able to stand on their own. And now I'm rethinking that based on this conversation, like maybe what I should be telling my students or helping them is to realize is that they're just going to have to advocate more for themselves when they get to high school. Yeah, that's the thing. It's that people will help you. It's just that you have to be able to ask for it. That's what I realized in high school. Less and less people ever cared to ask. I don't know if it was the peer pressure or the quote unquote looking cool, but like I would be in class. Right. And I would, for example, I never did homework. So for math, the way I passed was when I finished the, the work, because I would, I would always finish it early. It was just easy. I would help other students because there was never, like, 
we had a big classroom and one teacher couldn't really do it by itself. So me and another student would help. And that's how we would like get our grade up. And like that dynamic with the teacher, let alone helps. And I, and I saw like having that peer to peer connection, like more and more people would be willing to ask for help. And in other classrooms where people were struggling, they would just push it off or they would be like, Oh, it's whatever. Like, I don't care. So like when you're in the building, kids had more of an opportunity, like you said, peer to peer to ask a classmate. And that was there was pretty much none of that in Zoom, right? It wasn't in Zoom. It was just honestly, it was just cheat, like cheat and you get your grade. Even the parents knew that just cheat. And for Mm. some kids, it was like, there's no point in cheating. Like, I don't. For me, I I don't like the cheating. For example, all the kids would always cheat off of me. Like I, I never I never saw the aspect of cheating. Like I've lived in basket when I was younger. This mindset was instilled in me. The only the only time you cheat is when you cheat yourself. Mm-hmm. And I've always like lived with that thought. Like if if I cheat myself, no one, no one. I don't gain from that. I don't gain from cheating myself. I don't gain anything from it. I just waste my time. A couple of things. Um, I know you, so I know that you're a, a very bright kid. So I'm. I think that you'll be fine. But do you? There's a. I have. Let me take a moment to formulate my thoughts. <laughs> so I hear a lot. You know, I've been hearing forever. Uh, throughout this pandemic, oh, learning loss in kids, learning loss in kids. And I got to a point where I'm like, you know what, like, this is bullshit, right? Like, kids are going to be where they're going to be. We just survived the pandemic. That's what's most important, right? These kids survived. All of us got through this or are, are still trying to get through this. So the learning loss to me is just nonsense, right? But do you feel, because this is this was such a an important year for you, right? Do you feel confident um, now that you're headed to college? Like, do you think that this is going to have an impact or you think you're you're going to be fine? I know it's going to have an impact because my grade is just going to... I didn't have a sophomore year or senior year. Or sorry, a junior year or senior year. Like, my junior year ended in the middle. So I'm basically just going to be going into college with a bunch of juniors. Right, you're all going to be juniors in a way, yeah, right? Yeah, because we, we're all going to have the social capacity of a high school junior, of a 16-year-old. Mm. And I don't... That's interesting. That's really interesting. Like yeah. the social I hadn't mental about capacity. That. And it's, and I've realized it because like I, when I go to the store, I struggle to raise my voice and ask for my food or like I'm like stuttering way more often than I used to. Like it's my social cues have just got worse. And one thing Mm -hmm. I also like worried about was like, am I missing out on certain things? Like, am I like, I don't know if it was just me, but like that happens in the summer. Like, in the summer, mm-hmm. I'll not have school, and now someone will ask me, like, what's five times five? And I'll say something like 30, and I'll think I'm right. Like, I just, I, I, it just won't connect. But then I'll go to school, and, like, within three months, I'm back up to speed. 
So like like you like you slide it. They call it the summer slide in the trade, right? You think you slide a little bit over yeah, the summer. Like, but I feel like it's just once it's the routine. Mm. Also also there's another right. thing that I like thought about is color. Like why is it that in kindergarten Everything is like, like in the younger grades, there's vibrant, there's color. But then when you get to like high school, college, even sometimes there's, it's bland. Yeah. I mean, there's all these studies about that. I actually just got scolded by somebody who doesn't know about child development or teaching um, for having bright colors in my classroom, in middle, in a middle school classroom. And yeah, I think people just go with trends, you know, like, and you, I guess you'll know a lot more about this than me when you're done with college, all these psychological developmental things. And they'll say, oh, the kids need the stimulus when they're younger. But then when they get older, like, what about the kids who are like, have ADD and all this stuff? Um, But I definitely agree with you. I'm an adult. I'm a whole adult. And I need color in my life. Like I need a vibrant space, you know, to stimulate my mind. To me, every, I don't know, but to me, it's like certain things give off certain feelings or vibrations or like, no matter how you see it, everything has its own gravitational pull. Everything has its own vibration. Everything has its own feel. And those things do dictate on how you feel and what you do throughout the day. For example, if you're scrolling on Instagram and you see a bunch of like workout stuff, you're going to be thinking about working out more so than not. Or if you see a bunch of food like advertisements, like if you see Wendy's every five minutes, you're going to want Wendy's. So the repetition of things help, help people flow in a sense. But then there's also that, gray, like, if you gray everything out, people then just become machines. Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree with that. And it, it definitely felt gray for a COVID. It felt like a long nuclear winter, at least for me. Um, it's like, yeah, like all the color was sucked out. And it was worse because of the things we were seeing on the news. And it's like the news was bad, but now we were at home. And now it was kind of hard to not see the things that happened around you. Right. And so much did happen, right? Like, first it was all like COVID-19 all the time on TV, right? You couldn't get away from it. And then it was all the the unrest, right? The social unrest. So it was like, there was no chill. It was like, you went from like COVID spring to like unrest slash COVID summer too, right? Exactly. Wow. Yeah. No, you give me so much to think about, Justin. Uh, what, what are you most looking forward to um, next year? Meeting people, <laughs> meeting new people. Starting over. <laughs> Starting a new week. That's awesome. I still have to do some things for school because it's like all over the place. For example, like I finished my fast for last month. 
That's crazy. And I've been trying to, and I've been trying to get this done since like last year. Listen, you have no judgment here. I didn't, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't get my FAFSA really finished until like towards the end of my freshman year in college. God bless my college that they let me go to school. <laughs> <laughs> like that whole time when my FAFSA was kind of a disaster. Um, but we've been through a lot. So it's like, it's hard. You know, it's hard to keep, there's so much there to keep up with, right? That I'll that I've taken from Corona. What's that? <laughs> is that is that one trend that I've noticed is mental health. And that if mm-hmm. Corona never happened, we wouldn't have gotten this mental health uptake. We wouldn't have had this much empathy mm-hmm. in a sense. Corona made people step back and think about the world. It made mm-hmm. people step back and live with their yeah. families and have certain things though and cause certain problems. Yeah, I think there's definitely been more of a an outspokenness, right, about self-care. I absolutely agree. I just, I'm just glad that I'm done with the worst of it. Amen like, to I'm that. I'm glad that I don't have to wake up in the morning and see something else now about... There's like a fifty thousand people dead. Mm. I feel like that as well too. <clears throat> seeing like seeing just a bunch of nameless bodies in plastic bags, that was also something that affected. I feel like a lot of people. That was super traumatic. Like for me, one of the more traumatic things, right? Like I was so caught up in work. And switching over and making that work for the students that I was sort of insulated in that way. Right. And, I, and I'm not living in the city right now. But to me, when I saw those those trucks in the news, that really got to me. That's when it became like super, super duper real for me. Like we have refrigerated trucks on the streets of New York to hold the dead. I don't know. I feel like it was such a weird... Because there was some... There were some places in New York where like Corona didn't even exist. Like... <laughs> like, there were some projects who, were, who just kept... <clears throat> like, nothing stopped. Like, nothing changed, really. And that was like <clears throat> weird to see, like certain dynamics on how certain stuff changed. Do you think, you know, going on the on the psychology side of things, do you think that was people, people of like, you know, a self-preservation mechanism in a way, like trying to avoid it, pretend it's yeah, not there? That's what like... That's always the first stage is just like denial. It's you don't, it doesn't click. Like, it's not even like you're doing it on purpose. It, it just like doesn't happen. Like it didn't happen. So do you think that, cause you're very hopeful and I appreciate that so much. Um, because I'm, I'm, I'm of the mind, right. That I'm a little bit worried that we're we're thinking that it's over, right? And there's still a lot of 
trauma to process for all of us. Like the immediate emergency is winding down, right? Like our cases have gone down, uh, at least in New York, right? We have a, a good number of vaccinations. I think is we're at 70%. Um, but I feel like there's a lot of trauma to unpack. Do you think that we are going to be able to fundamentally improve our society as a result of COVID? Yeah. Solely because conversations like these are happening more and more. <clears throat> like because of COVID, the inner took over more than it did before. Now there's this outreach to where you could just be anywhere. You could talk to I found it weird because I <clears throat> because of Clubhouse, I met you and I met someone else who lives in like France. Like that alone I was like, wow. And it's also because of like the uptick and and care. Like people just care more now. Because I feel like from what I believe the world works in like a flow and like a wave for as low as it goes down, it has to equally go as up. And during Corona, I feel like we were at the low, at the very low, but then people started to care more and started to help more. And I feel like that's, during a tragedy, the only thing to save ourselves from the tragedy is human compassion. Showing that you care is enough to stop someone from doing something dumb or doing something that will, like, change their lives forever. Well, Justin, I can't think of a better note to end on. <laughs> I I I feel thank you so much. I'm so privileged to be able to have these conversations with you because you're one of the most um illuminating people that I talk to <laughs> even though I'm twice your age. Um I find that it's so easy to talk to you and I just love that this is the outlook. And I hope that all of our young people are thinking the same way you are, because that is the kind of energy that we need to really move forward. Uh, the pleasure is all mine, honestly, because like there are times where I can't articulate myself correctly and you finish my words. So, <laughs> in all honesty, I feel like it's, we're, it's a we're, ki fear. We're, we're kinder spirits. <laughs> we're kinder spirits. <laughs> you're preaching to the choir I appreciate you Justin I wish you the best in college we are definitely going to keep in touch and I cannot wait to see how you how you have an impact um, in, in the world with studying psychology I think we definitely need need more people like you out there doing this work thank you that you just made my day. <laughs> I appreciate you. All right, Justin. Stay safe. You too. Stay safe.
Once again, great thanks to Justin. And thanks also to you all for listening. Please help us get the word out about these issues by subscribing, sharing the pod, and rating us. Also, make sure to follow us on social media. Leave a comment, email us, tweet at us, do all the things. We're teachers, so we're all about feedback. I can't wait to meet you all again on the airways for the next one. Look out for episodes on Sundays to help you ease that Sunday night teacher anxiety. Remember that you are seen, you are appreciated, and you are loved. Stay safe, everyone. I ain't surprised at all. Seen them rise and fall. Went up the mountain, it wasn't hard to climb at all. At the top, I found some relief. I finally got some peace. Carry on, but please don't mess up the moon.